What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Load Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gage Sampson. With me, as always, my co-host, Jordan Briggs, here to break down some mid-season awards. We're going to go over MVP talk, All-Stars, all that good stuff. Uh, we're getting very close to uh, All-Star Weekend coming up here in less than a month. So let's break down some who we think is going to start in the All-Star Game and who we think our MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and all that good stuff is. And go over a recent trade that just happened. So um, let's uh, break it down. Yeah, first thing we're going to do is, uh, well, not the first thing, but what we're going to do is we're going to simulate the NBA All-Star Draft, the one that uh, the two players, the leading vote-getters will do this year. Just like last year you saw LeBron James and what was it, Steph Curry? Yeah. Did it on national TV for the first time? Yeah, the first time, and then they would next year, the the year after it was Giannis and LeBron. Yeah, that was last year. They did the ones that did it on TV. Yep. And right now, if the, if the voting holds true, it'll be the same two leading vote-getters. LeBron's currently... The leading vote getter in the NBA, and Giannis is right behind him. Um, so we're going to kind of draft out the the All Stars because we're finally got some preliminary voting in there. And I know my number one pick is Taco Fall, <laughs> and you're taking Caruso. Oh, is Caruso up there? Yeah, Caruso's number six in guards right now. So it's uh, he just got hurt, so he might not be eligible. But I think I'll take him anyways. Oh man, I think it was a good decision for the NBA to add in the. Uh, so in 2017, they completely redid the the All Star format, and now it used to be 100 percent fan voting. Now the fans get 50 percent of the vote, the players get 25, and the media get 25 for the 10 starters, and then the coaches choose the reserves. So that kind of helps you not get like the, you know, retired players being you know Yao Ming would be like an All Star he hadn't played in three years. Yeah, we don't want that that again. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's break down our top five um, starting for each team. I I uh, for my guards, I think it's without Stephen Curry. I think it's unanimous. It's going to be uh, Luca and James Harden in the West. I uh, and then in the front court, I I I'm going to put LeBron and Anthony Davis. And it's probably going to be Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see really any other. Any other players really eligible like that? It's not even. I don't think it's really even close. No. I mean, if you look at the the vote getting to well, the it, way Brandon Ingram has been surging lately. I mean, I know it's a little too late, but I hope he makes the All Star team. I, I think the coaches will choose him as a reserve. I think he has a chance. He's been on fire. Yeah, I really. I mean, he's he's been a stud. Like, but the thing I don't like is like when you get guys like Porzingis. Uh, obviously, has you know he's a number seven front court. Jokic is another candidate to start too. Who I is? Believe. Jokic, yeah, but I think like you know, like Steph Curry and Porzingis, you know, neither of those guys are healthy. You're probably not going to see them. Although Porzingis is close to coming back, I really like the new format where we, you know, Brandon Ingram deserves to be an All Star much more than Porzingis does this year. Oh yeah, yeah. This isn't you know, just isn't the name yet. Um, in the East, so so pretty much just so so it's clear. Although there is a draft now, there still is um, five starters from the East and five starters from the West. Yeah, they can be mixed and matched depending on how the draft goes out. But we still have five West starters, five East starters. Oh yeah. Um, so from the East, Giannis is is a lock. Joel Embiid is a lock as well. Um, Pascal Siakam, if he plays, is actually number three in voting in the East. Yeah. Well, I think I think Pascal has a good chance of overtaking that front court position over Embiid just because Embiid's injury and yeah. him just not playing enough games. I don't know if that Embiid might not be ready by the All Star. I mean, we're a month away. Who knows if, if you know if he, even he, if he is healthy if he plays. He said he's going to be reevaluated, and I think that was Two a week weeks. ago. So it's going to yeah. be another week. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out. Maybe he wants to sit it out with his hand issue, or uh, it's it, it's about I would say what three weeks away. Right yeah, now? three weeks. So I mean, there's about two week gap where he's going to be 
reevaluated and then the, between that and the all-star game so maybe he plays and but, some players will take that starter nod and then they play like three minutes yeah you know um, but as it currently stand pascal siakam would be the third front court player and then your two guards would be this is a uh, kind of surprising we got trey young and then kyrie irving barely edges out kemba walker i know all-star voting doesn't pertain to how many how many games a player plays before it but I just on principle, I don't feel like Kyrie Irving should start just because he hasn't played a lot this season. And this is where I'm hoping that the media and the players portion of this balances out the fan voting because the fans are voting Kyrie because he's a bigger name than Kemba. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really like the idea of Derrick Rose. Yeah, I hope. I, I mean, it'd be a, a cool redemption story if he gets in as a reserve. I mean, yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna get starter votes, but he's actually pretty darn close. He's gonna be he's gonna be a 14th or 15th man. You think he deserves to be a reserve on a bad team? I like you know, he's playing pretty well, but their team isn't very good. Yeah, I I think all star voting shouldn't really count into team success. I think it's more just how good the player is. Yeah. Well, he's been on fire recently. Yeah, and Brad, Bradley Bill's been really hurt, uh, and then Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons play out of his mind too. I don't know if they're gonna give. I, I would assume they'd give him a guard spot, so he'll probably I'm sure be. The coaches will give him a reserve spot. Yeah, he'll be backup guard. <laughs> Kimball Walker, so that really, so what is it, 15 players, you get probably five. 22, you get 22 total players, 10 starters, so the coaches get to choose 12. Is it, oh, it's, I thought it was only 15 a team. I think it's 22 total players. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, we didn't do NBA, our research on that. I thought it was 15, but. The 30 NBA coaches choose 14 reserve players. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, off that basis, then I would assume Derrick Rose is going to make it. Yeah, two guards, three three front court players and two players from any position from the conferences. Jimmy Butler has a strong chance. He's had a pretty good year. He hasn't really missed a whole lot of games. It's not really a down year just because how good the Heat are, so he doesn't have to be the main offensive focal point. Bam Adebayo might have a chance of making it. I don't think Gordon Hayward's going to make it. Sabonis has a decent chance as a, like a coach, like a coach choice. Uh, Andre Drummond, I don't really see him making him, even though he's having a really good rebounding year. Trey Young, I think, is going to start. I, honestly, the guards in the East are just they're really bad. They uh, really are. I mean, not to put anything on Trey Young or Kyrie Irving, those guys, but like when it, when you get past Kimball Walker, it gets pretty sad. And then you look at like the Western guards, and they're all, I mean, it's loaded. Yeah. Funny, it's Russell Westbrook's fifth on here. Yeah, I wonder if that's just a name record. I mean, he hasn't been playing poorly. Yeah. So actually, if I, I want to go back to the West because the West guards are just insane. Well, the West in general, players-wise, is insane. But it's it's going to be a toss-up with Stephen Curry being out, Russell Westbrook being second fiddle to James Harden now. We might might see Devin Booker this year. I'd like to see. I think him or Donovan Mitchell. I, Devin Booker, I think, deserves an all-star nod. Yeah, the Suns have been playing decent, but uh, a lot better than last year. Donovan Mitchell, uh, with the, how well the Jazz have been, is probably getting a surge in all-star voting. He's been pretty, pretty good. Yeah, Stephen Curry. I, I mean, he's uh, that really helps a play. I mean, uh, really, it's going to be Luca taking Steph Curry's spot if you really think about yeah, it. Because he, yeah, was it last year? So, so 20, 24, I think I misspoke. Twice. I said twenty. There's twenty four total players on each side. No total. Oh, to- so total. ten. So you have your ten starters between the two teams, and then fourteen reserves total. So each each team will have. Oh, seven you're talking reserves. in total. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant each yeah. side. Okay. Yeah, I realized we were on the different pages. Places. Okay. So yeah. Twenty four total players. I was close. It was, I thought it was fifteen each. Yeah. So, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. The I vote. Like, I, Russell's number nine, and I don't think he's voting. He doesn't deserve to be there, and I don't think the coaches will put him there. John Morant. I mean, I don't think he's quite there. No, but. 
I mean, he's not he's not going to be beat out the other two. With guys. the way the Grizzlies have been playing, I, I mean, it wouldn't be crazy if he goes on like a like uh, the run they've been on. If it, if it, if they continue that into All Star Weekend, yeah, it wouldn't be crazy if he gets a reserve spot. But it's going to be very very tough because you just you have Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, it's just there's a lot of talent, but. Honestly, I wouldn't be that shocked if he no. got chosen. I just think that I think there's a couple guards that are better than him. I would I would still probably take Russell. Would you take Fox over him? No, Fox hasn't played enough games. Okay, um, but I'm I, just trying I, to think of like more mid tier type guards. I would still take like Russell Westbrook, Donovan Mitchell, and Devin Booker over him. Yeah, and there's only you know if you're only getting seven reserve spots, I think you only get two reserve guards. Okay, so there's just not you know you just not a lot of room. They, yeah, yeah. There's only two reserve guards per team. Yeah, the 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 path through John Morant to make an All Star game well, this year is very very tough. I guess I guess so. How it works is you get two reserve guards, three reserve front court players, and then two. I guess you called utility players. Yeah, and they got rid of the center position a couple years ago. They made it front court, so you can actually have up to four backup guards. Do you think Chris Paul has a chance? I think he deserves it. I mean, well, with the way that he has that team playing, it's. The I'm surprised that he's not higher in. I'm surprised voting. SGA isn't on here at least a little bit. I think the Thunder being a small market, I don't. See, they don't really have anyone pushing the SGA. The way he's been playing is pretty impressive too. Now the now as a reserve, the coaches could certainly put SGA or Chris. I Paul think on. SGA deserves it over John Morant. Just, I mean, they've been both playing well, but I think SGA just has a little yeah. bit better stats, but and a better record. But uh, anyone else on these lists? So we're just looking at the top twenty. I think Tatum makes it. I think he's been playing a lot well, uh, better lately. He kind of had a slow start, but uh, I think he takes. Yeah, he'll. He'll. I think he'll. He'll probably get through as a reserve. If I had to go concrete, I know we were only going to do five. Uh, our starting five, but I kind of just want to maybe if I could lock in the Eastern Conference because I watch them more. It, it, obviously, it's going to be Embiid if he plays Giannis, Pascal Siakam, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum. I see in there. Uh, Autobio is up in the air. Sabonis is up in the air. Uh, these are my locks, so I think I think Jason Tatum's going to be a lock. He just he has he'll be a reserve. Yeah. He's number five in front court voting. This you know, kind of stinks about the the format here. And I know like a couple of years ago they got rid of the center position, but like Jimmy Butler, I think you could argue he's still a shooting guard. Yeah, I don't. And I, if he was the if he was listed as a guard, I think he's he'd just, be a starter. I think he's playing small forward this yeah, year. He is. So I, I don't know. I almost wish that you just do with the way the NBA is, just like five starters. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to – I mean, I guess you don't get as many player comparisons, but – Yeah, I well, I think just the um, the issue is it just – you could get to the point where you're only putting guards in their starting five, and that, that yeah. really kind of screws over some big men. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, Trey Young, I think, is a lock. Kyrie Irving's a lock. Kemba's a lock. And then it gets kind of really sketchy I think, with guards. I think Ben Simmons makes it. Yeah. I think as a coach vote, he'll make that. And then – Van Vliet, if he didn't get hurt, I could see Jalen Brown is my other guy. Jalen Brown, he's, although he's slumped in the last like two weeks, yeah, that's what's kind of been hurting his uh, All Star voting. If Jalen Brown was playing the way he has like all year up to this point, I would put him as probably my number four guard. Yeah, I would too. Uh, there's a good chance you could three, see three Celtics, which um, that'd be pretty cool. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we've we, the Celtics have done it in the past. Uh, Warriors have done it recently in the past ten years. I don't. When, I know the Warriors had it three play, players. Mm-hmm. When was the last time? Maybe the Heat. Was it? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's probably the Heat. Yep, you're right. Okay, so let's do really quick. Let's. Uh, who do you want to be? Do you want to be Giannis or do you want to be LeBron? LeBron. Oh, we well, screw you. Are right, you get first pick? 
All right, first okay, pick. Okay, so we're gonna we're just gonna draft a starting five, I and mean, you can choose out of you can choose out of any of the um, lot of twenty uh, twenty four players. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah, apparently. I mean, that's what it says. It says the captains can draft from a pool of twenty two players. I'm gonna be honest. Themselves. So twenty. I don't really watch the All Star Game. I watch like the the fourth quarter just because yeah. they don't really care. So I just watch the fourth quarter because that's when it's competitive. So I have a dunk contest. I, yeah, I don't. I don't even watch a dunk contest anymore. Yeah, I might this year though. If if the people that Dwight would be interesting. If he does it, I'll watch. Yeah, has okay. they didn't announce the three point contest yet? I don't think so. Okay. Um. Okay. So you can choose from all twenty two other players. I was just twenty. Oh yeah, that's total. right. That's right. Okay. But obviously, you're not going to choose. You know. Jalen Brown over Anthony Davis. If I'm LeBron, I'm choosing Anthony Davis. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Okay. And I think Giannis, that's to be really interesting because last year I think he took Chris Middleton like really early. Oh, I forgot about Chris Middleton. Do you think he makes an all-star this year? Probably not. It could as a coach's choice. But so he also, he could take, I wouldn't be surprised. Giannis' team last year sucked. I don't think, yeah, I know. And I don't think Giannis goes Joel. I bet Giannis goes Kawhi. You think? Yeah. Okay. And then I think LeBron probably goes James Harden. Yeah, I think so too. And then, yeah, maybe Giannis goes Doncic. Yeah, and then LeBron probably. Well, we'll, we'll just just stick it at starting five. So then LeBron has Anthony Davis, James Harden, and then I'm gonna guess he probably takes Kyrie. He could, and he did last year. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if LeBron did that. Um, now it's where it gets tough because it gets a little more muddy. Maybe Trey Young. Yeah, this see that's the starting five is going to be tough. Well, and, I mean, like player wise, uh, them choosing wise. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. Because a lot of times they choose with friends. Um, but I guess if it was you, who would you be your next pick? I feel like Damian. Does Damian Lillard? Yeah, I, be tough to pass. That's him. crazy, Damian Lillard. Or Jokic. Probably, yeah, it's good. It's crazy that Damian Lillard probably won't start this All Star year. No, I crazy. mean with the way they've been playing, I can I can kind of understand, yeah. but yeah. I... You need a big man, so I think Jokic or Joel. I think he probably takes Jokic. Maybe yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I. This is tough, man. I don't know. It's see. That's the, kind of the fun part about this new draft format. Is it like when is the draft? Uh, it's not. It's only like a week or two before the All Star. Okay. Um, but it's just kind of interesting because you don't really know like how they view other players. If they're doing it mostly on friendships and yeah. Then right? last year there was like a trade, mm-hmm. and last year there was like two honorary All Stars, which is weird. Can you do a trade? Yeah, apparently these two can trade. Oh, I didn't last know year they traded Russell Westbrook for Ben Simmons. Huh? I don't know why, because you're drafting as you choose. But uh, speaking of honorary uh, all stars, if they're going to keep doing that, I, th- I I would assume Ben Carter gets in, right? That'd be the only guy I think that I would give that right to. I don't think there's anyone in the West that's retiring unless Carmelo gets it. I don't. No. But I don't and know. Carmelo's Car- actually in ninth and or eighth in voting, but he doesn't deserve to be an all star. I don't think Carmelo's going to retire next year, though. So I don't know if he's going to get the honorary. All star I mean, vote. I don't even know if Vince is going to retire at this point. He said he was, but uh, yeah, I know. I just he, is there any good player that's retiring in the West right now? Gasol already retired. Yeah, it, no one of his stature, Dwayne Wade's stature. No, I don't and think so, so. That that honorary that was the first time that had ever been used. I think it's a cool idea. It is a cool idea. Um, but I think yeah, Joel Embiid's got to probably be a, the last starter. Yeah, I I think that. Uh, yeah, I think that does it for our all-star voting. I can't really think of. No, but it's just kind of interesting to look. I mean, obviously, we don't know who the all-stars are yet, but. Yeah, um, oh, of course. Encourage you to go out there and vote. And if you're going to vote, 
maybe vote for someone who actually gets more than like a minute a game. You know, Taco Fall and <laughs> and uh, Alex Caruso are both in the top of the conference. And I, I know it's all a meme and it's good and fun, but like there's actual players that deserve these these all-star votes that yeah. aren't going to get them, you know? So with with how the voting is right now, it's going to be Luka Doncic for, for the West. This is just purely on voting. It's going to be Luka Doncic, James Harden, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, and that and that's and that's all that's all right. I think, you know, in the East makes sense too. I, I probably would take Jimmy Butler over Siakam because Siakam's missed so much time and Jimmy's Jimmy's playing really well. But yeah, um, you know, Joel, Giannis, Trey Young, Kyrie Irving doesn't make any sense. He hasn't played much, but I mean, it, the thing is, Kyrie Irving could put together a three week stretch here and probably deserve it. I mean, he's that he's that good of a of a player. But. Yeah. So with the way the East is shaping up with voting only, Trey Young, Kyrie start that backcourt. And then it's Giannis, Joel Embiid, and Pascal Siakam. Which, God, the East is weak, dude. Yeah, the East is just isn't as good. There's just not as much talent in the East. There's nothing else. I mean, Kawhi moves over. Yeah. The, the, the East is definitely B tier. Other than Giannis. And maybe Kyrie. And this is, and I think this is why you have to do a um, a draft. Yeah. this If we're going, if these two teams actually play each other, the East will get smoked. Yes. Actually, just destroyed. Yeah, it wouldn't even be fun. It wouldn't no. even be close. Which is why I think the viewership was so low. The next thing we want to do is we kind of just wanted to poke into some of the uh, yearly awards and kind of do a mid-season because we're nearly at that point here. Um, a kind of a mid-season voting for yearly awards. And there's obviously this is just kind of you know based on thought and we kind of looked at what you know some of the candidates and so we're going to do the MVP, the Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. Sixth man of the year and most improved. Yep. I think Giannis is just the uh, unanimous right now, right? It's for me, it's him or James Harden. Yeah, I just James Harden's stats are so stupid. There's some uh there's some writers that have LeBron James too, just way way with that way that team's playing, which honestly I'm not against. I mean, if LeBron gets some votes, uh I mean it's not it's not asinine that like he's you know he gets no, votes. I think Either him or Anthony Davis have nearly MVP worthy statistics. It's just that they're yeah. both doing it together. Whereas like Giannis is, you know, kind of doing it on his own, has the best record in the NBA. James Harden statistically, I think it's really difficult for me to say he can't I mean, literally averaging thirty seven points, six rebounds, seven assists on good shooting numbers, it's hard to say he's think, not in the conversation. I think just I think James Harden has a weird stigma with him. That I think a lot of writers don't like the way he plays the game. Uh, he he draw tries to draw fouls every time he goes to the hoop, and I think and people he just, are a little bit numb to his stats too. Same yeah. thing that happened with Russell Westbrook. I wouldn't be surprised if James Harden ends up fourth in MVP voting. I wouldn't either. I think <clears throat> if I had to predict uh, the way MVP voting is going to go, I think it's going to be Giannis first, LeBron second, Luka third, James Harden fourth. But that's that's just my take. I mean, I I think LeBron James. You just like unless he's hurt, you can't, like last year, you can't really take him out of MVP voting. Just the way the Lakers are playing, I think he's he's second in my vote. Yeah, uh, and then but I. If, if you look at what Giannis is doing, here's the one thing that people don't realize. And, and, and Giannis is playing 30 minutes a game. That's what I was just about to say. The dude is literally <laughs> averaging 30 minutes. It's the second lowest minutes per game of his career. He would be. Oh, I actually read an article. He would be. 
if he went if he if he the if he's at, stays at the minutes he is now he would and wins MVP it would be the lowest minutes played by an MVP ever and that's just insane I mean for comparison James Harden plays 37 minutes a game if you look at their per 36 they're almost they're pretty close uh like points wise and then Giannis just blows James Harden out of the water yeah I mean so per 36 pretty I mean Harden's is pretty much his, his statistics but Giannis is averaging 35 15 rebounds six and a half assists 1.3 steals and 1.2 blocks. Yeah. I mean, just absurd statistics. Yeah, but, so I think I don't think Giannis will be unanimous like no. Stephen Curry was. No, I don't. There's no way. No, it's not unanimous. It's unanimous. But yeah, I uh yeah, I think that's it's pretty almost I wouldn't say it's set in stone. There might be some run that a, a player like I mean, maybe LeBron or Luka does goes crazy, but right now it's I mean, the Bucks have or only have seven losses. It's just, it. I don't really see him being un- dethroned right now. So it looks like Giannis is going for his second MVP. Yeah, and he he deserves it. I mean, he's you look at, you know, I look at NBA box scores like every night, and it's like, okay, he when they play bad teams, Giannis will play like twenty four minutes and have twenty eight points. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. I think like uh, this past week he had like almost thirty points in twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and he does it like all it was in the Knicks. I think he was playing. Yeah, and it's just like how how is this guy so good? Yeah. Uh, Rookie of the year isn't even close. It's, yeah, it's, it's not even worth a conversation. Really. No, it's John Morant. I don't even know. I don't. Zion has missed. I mean, if Zion came back in December like he was supposed to, he could have made a run. I don't know if there in the recent time there was a player like that. Maybe Joel Embiid and uh, uh, what's his face that plays for the Pacers right now. I can't remember. I can't remember him. The point guard for the Pacers, Brogdon. Brogdon won it. Yeah, over Joel Embiid. Yeah. But Joel Embiid was really close, even though he played only thirty games. Yeah, but right now, yeah, uh, just, Zion would have to like. I, I there's have to, no rookie close. Yeah, it's not. It, I honestly don't think there's any, any even a conversation to be had. No, uh, about the rookie of the year, which and, is and especially even even if you take away this like past month where John Morant and the Grizzlies have been like really really good, I still I still don't see any rookie surpassing Jaw. So no, and uh, you know, props to him. I think it's. I mean, I, I really like the guy's game. So. So now that this is where we get into more opinionated type stuff. Uh, defense player of the year, six man, and most improved. These defense player of the year, I this is tough. I'm looking at a lot of the uh, CBS Sports uh, writers' votes. Uh, they have a lot of different players. They have uh, Giannis, Rudy Gobert, and Anthony Davis. If I had to give it to someone, I'd probably give it to Anthony Davis. And he's yeah. leading the league in blocks. I mean, the Lakers are like top five in defense. Yeah, he's the catalyst for that defensive team or that team defensive wise so i mean Giannis, you could argue too uh just record wise and uh, no one's putting up like gaudy defensive stats this year no it doesn't seem but uh i mean i saw like some people put rudy gobert but i mean he he didn't you know i mean the jazz have one the jazz have played really well that's that's um he he is the rudy gobert is the leader in defensive plus minus right now Mm -hmm. um so you know what? Whatever riders look at to determine that it could be Rudy. You could look at uh, what they're allowing at the rim because they're both they're mm-hmm. all uh, four power forwards and centers. Yeah, uh, you could you could look at that the plus minus rating defensive wise or where their team at is defensive uh, their defensive their team defensive rating too when they're on and off the uh, uh, floor. So I I I would probably give it to Anthony Davis just because he's leading the league in blocks. Um, but it's really really close. To be honest, 
Uh, who do you who do you have? I think I'm gonna le- I'm gonna lean towards Anthony Davis. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I can see the argument for for Giannis too, but I think Anthony Davis is. Uh, and I don't think we've we haven't had an MVP and Defense Player of Year win it in the same year since Michael Jordan. No, and, and a lot of the times they won't they won't give it no. both awards. So I, I think Giannis probably won't win it just because he's going to win MVP. Yeah, this next one I really like. Um, six Man of the Year. Yeah, so this one is tough because I didn't really do a whole lot of research on Six Man because it's always usually Lou Williams or Montrezl Harrell. Yeah, I uh, mean, there was one the- player. Um, Dwight uh, uh, Norman Powell was getting some uh, looks too. I don't know if he that month he missed is going to affect that. Yeah, probably. But he was a six man uh, coming off the bench. He's averaging a decent amount this year. But I think he started he started kind of slow and then he started picking it up. But I think it's probably going to be either Harrell or Williams. I don't. What do you think about Derrick Rose? Yeah, he does come off the bench, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, has he been starting though recently? I don't know what the criteria is for six uh, it's man. Some, it's a percentage, uh, and I, he does still qualify. Okay. Well, well, that's tough then. If Derrick Rose qualifies by the end of the year, I might have to give it to Derrick Rose. He's been playing lights out lately. I mean, he's literally like the only solid reserve they have. The only thing that's probably going to hurt him is that that team's not very good. Yeah. But, I mean, the stats he's putting up, it's, it's just hard. I mean, a lot of good teams don't have great six men if you look at – uh, the league, like in the West or East, there's not a lot of good teams besides the Clippers with Lou Williams that have amazing six men. Yeah, and Lou Williams is – I mean, it kind of gets old to give it, to give it to the same people, um, but he probably deserves it. I mean, he's averaging 20 points a game off the bench on, on a team, and it's not like he's playing for the garbage Clippers. I mean, obviously there's a crap ton of talent around him. Yeah. So I um, I probably agree with that. I, Luke Williams, I mean, he just he's, he does it every year, and I, I it's hard to give it to anyone else. But if Derrick Rose qualifies by the year, I think my vote goes for Derrick Rose. But the way he's been playing, I think he's been starting recently. I don't know if he'll get it, the qualification. So if that's a fact, then I'll probably give it to Lou Williams. Yeah. Next one on the list here is uh, most improved player. This is one of my favorite ones. This um, one is not set in stone. No, this is... This is definitely But Brandon Ingram is making a really good case for being the most improved. My vote my vote as of today would go to Brandon Ingram. Uh, I know Devontae Graham is another the thing it's tough because because Devontae Graham literally was like a no minute player. You know it, what I mean? He well it, he's past Pascal Siakam this year. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of it is Siakam because, averaged like five points last year or the year before he took off last year. And it's the same thing with Devontae Graham. Uh, he, I think he was drafted three years ago. Didn't really play his first year. Yes, and his second year didn't get any minutes. And now this, he's just, this is his second year in the league. Last year he only played fourteen minutes a game, averaged okay. four and a half points. Yeah. So this year he's averaging nineteen points a game. Here's my thing about why I would not vote for Devonta Graham, although he took such a huge rise in usage and minutes. His scoring numbers are good, but if you look at his overall statistics, they're not. I think he's a product of a team with little talent i mean the guy's shooting like 37 percent on the year yes okay seven assi- seven assists per game uh, he's also averaging three turnovers per game yeah so i mean yes he's playing a lot better than people expect out of a guy who literally couldn't break a rotation behind kemba walker last year um but if you look at like what brandon ingram's doing he's putting up legitimate nba numbers he's up to scoring nearly seven points a game he's in a better use of situation too um, but nearly, you know, up to his rebounding, two rebounds a game. He's up over one 
assist a game, better dis- defensive stats across the board. My vote goes to Brandon Ingram. Devontae Graham, I think. His, the, the biggest thing with uh, Ingram, I think, that really helped him is he, I don't know if it was his past offseason or if he's just been continually doing it since he's been in the NBA, but he changed his form. So this dude went from shooting in the high 60s for free throws to almost 90 this year. Yeah. On high volume. And, and he's, he's a shooting, bad free throw shooter. And he's shooting 40% from three, which is insane. Yeah. So uh, you can make a case for, for Siakam, too. Yeah, he's, <laughs> took, he's kind of taken a similar step to what Brandon Ingram's taking. I think it's more of just – I'm not downgrading Siakam's rise. I think it's more of a – he's getting the usage since Kawhi's out. I saw one voter put in Bam Adebayo. That's another good I one. He, I think he's definitely in the conversation. If I had to rank my votes, I think my votes would go Brandon Ingram, number one, Devonta Graham, number two, and then Bam Adebayo, number three. Yeah, I think so, too. But uh, a lot of these guys have Devonta Graham as their most improved player. Like, I, um, out of these CBS reports I'm seeing, uh, yeah, I think it's majority Devonta Graham. Which he possibly could he could get it. I mean, he certainly could win the award. He took a huge rise. I just I like to see you know it's just one of those situations where he's a an average player on a bad team. Yeah, and I mean increased usage, and he's just being he's shooting. I think he was shooting what ten threes a game or something yeah. crazy. It just his percentages aren't. He's just not that efficient. Uh, his um, player efficiency rating. His player efficiency rating is sixteen. Yeah, point five. Brandon Ingram's just twenty one point three. Yeah, I it, I would be hard pressed to. I I mean, if I had to vote, I would give it to Brandon Ingram. I think so too. Uh, last couple awards here, I wanted to talk about, and we didn't really plan on this, but it just kind of popped in my head here. What do you think about Coach of the Year? Um, this okay. This is tough. Uh, I think there's three candidates for me. And yeah. There's one that's not being listed by some of these writers we're looking at. Uh, so it, uh, the majority have uh, Nick Nurse and Eric Spolstra as their coach of the year. I don't like. I don't really. I don't really love the Nick Nurse. I mean, I, I think, understand that they didn't drop. I think off. Billy Donovan needs to be there's in that running too. So there's three for me. Eric Spolstra definitely. Yeah. Um, the Heat have they, Dan Snyder is a good one too. Quinn Yeah. For uh, Quinn Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think Frank Vogel deserves to be in the conversation. I mean, he came into a team that I, mean, I know they had added Anthony Davis, but that's no different than the Heat adding Jimmy Butler. But he came into a team he wasn't even their first choice as a coach, and he's got them playing. I mean, he deserves credit for how well the Lakers are playing. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no, no I doubt. think Frank Vogel should be in the conversation. Um, Eric Spolster certainly deserves it as well. Um, and then Billy Donovan. You have the, I mean, the Thunder who literally blew up the team and completely new, and they're still a playoff contender. You know what I think the rise of the Thunder is? And I was listening to uh, Ryan Rosillo and um, Kevin O'Connor on the way here, and they were talking about how Billy Donovan couldn't run the system he wanted with Russell Westbrook, and now he's able to implement that with Chris Paul being a more self selfless player. And I think that's the reason they're doing well, because Russell Westbrook wouldn't play off ball, and I think that's what hurt them. Yeah. And I think like what they said was – him being able to run the system that's why they're all they're doing really well lately so he certainly deserves credit if they stay in the playoff picture i just i don't know if you can get it as a seventh seed i think that's where they're at right now if i if i look at standings yeah uh obviously eric spolstra with the way he has a team playing uh 
from where they at were last year. They were almost 500, I think, last year. I think you have to – I think Eric Sposter is probably in the running. Nick Nurse is also – I mean, losing Kawhi and still being in the top four seed while losing all your – I mean, they lost Powell, they lost Siakam, they lost Gasol, yeah. and they're still competitive in the East. I think there's no, – I mean, Nick Nurse is obviously a fantastic coach. Yeah. I mean, he's already proven that very quickly. Yeah, um, I think the Heat are second seed right now. Yeah. It's crazy. It's pretty crazy. Okay, last one, executive of the year. And you don't have to give me a name, but just – Think about teams. You know, I think Sam Presti's one of them, the Thunder. I think, man, I'm looking at these writers' votes. They have a lot of different, like, they don't have, uh, there there's is no a, consensus here. There, there's no consensus. So I don't think the Bucks get it. I think no, last year they should have got it, but this year. I'm not sure what the Bucks have done to deserve that. Pat Riley kind of, I mean, with all the talent Pat Riley brought in, I think he deserves it too. Uh, Lawrence Frank with the Clippers. I think you have to put him up there with all the trades and how well they have the Clippers playing. Yeah, even Rob Palinka. I think you have to give consideration, even yeah. though I know they kind of gave up their future for win now. But I mean, it's working. Yeah, so, so you can't really blame him. Yeah, and that'll you know that'll kind of be determined as the year goes on. But you know, obviously midseason. One of the guys here has Kevin Pitcher of the Pacers, which I mean, I could really see it. The the Pacers are top six seed in the East. Uh, they brought in a lot of good talent. Yeah, and they still they're still about to get their best player. They back. should get it just for that TJ Warren trade, which was robbery. Yeah. <laughs> and he's been playing really well. Yeah. So uh this one's tough. What what would your be what would your vote be? I think it'd be tough for me not to give it to Lawrence Frank, the Clippers. Yeah. I mean, just the the transformation that he did in one year yeah. is pretty and he held his core together. He still has Harold, he still has Lou Williams. Um I think the Clippers are still a piece or two away from from being a, like a lock. Yeah, I, I and I think that I think the Lakers need need a, you know another ball handler too. But if the Clippers make a move at the uh, during the offseason, which they have the flexibility to do, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's nearly a lock for it. I do like what Rob Polinka did too. I um, my vote Lawrence Frank gave up less. I think I think my vote is I think it's going to go to Pat Riley. If the cl- he keep playing like they have and they keep and they're in a top three seed, and you got to remember that Pat Riley, unlike the Lakers and the Clippers, he didn't give up anything. No, for Jimmy Butler. Well, they gave up Josh Richardson. Okay, but they I mean they had anything. To- yeah, <laughs> the way Josh Richardson played, but but really they didn't. I mean I understand that they had to trade out a different shooting guard. Well, I think you have to give it to them just because how much they they developed Kendrick Nunn and then they have brought in Duncan Robinson. <laughs> yeah, and how well Bam Adebayo is playing. Even Tyler Hero's been a productive. Yeah, rookie. so and that's all that's all Pat Riley. Yeah, and Kendrick Nunn. I mean, literally not drafted. Yeah, so I I I think my vote would go to Pat Riley. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't contest you on that at all. Yeah, so. but like really any of these besides maybe the Bucks, I I probably wouldn't be surprised if they got chosen a lot of it's weird though because a lot of what sometimes i don't like how executive of the year works is like it's almost like coach of the year where just who has the best team yeah and i don't wholly agree on that i i feel like you should look more at the moves they made the trades how they develop players you know all that so like i could see it if the end let's say at the end of the year the messiah win it last year i think so okay so i would say let's say at the end of the year the pelicans are the eighth seed in the west yeah, and jo- and Zion Williamson's played thirty games productively. Yeah, David Griffin could win this award. Yeah, I I, I honestly, if if the Pelicans were playing this well, uh, I mean they're finally showing their potential. And if Zion wasn't uh, hurt and they were playing really well and they were uh, up there with the seventh, sixth, fifth, even fifth seed, 
I would give it. I would. I would obviously really consider David Griffin, but obviously they were really poor at the beginning of the year. They're finally finding their groove with Brandon Ingram, like just playing out of his mind. So, it. My preseason vote for executive of the year, despite what happened in both LA teams, would have went to David Griffin. Yeah, just uh, the haul he got. And it's just they just haven't they haven't been healthy. So it's hard to say like okay he did you know he did a really good job, and then we have, I think Brandon Ingram needs to be extended. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, let's get an extension. For well, him. it was kind of a question mark. Like, you, you, like, I, when I was looking at it, I, I, if I was in that position, I would look at it and be like, uh, maybe let him hit free and see what. Well, you definitely don't rush into it. No. Not with the shoulder surgery injury that he had. But now it's looking more like it's it's a real deal, and you probably should give him the max. So, what do you do about Lonzo Ball? Are they both up? Yeah. Uh. No. No, Lonzo Ball has one. No, he's not, but he is eligible for an extension next year. Would you extend him? What yeah. he's played really well the last like two weeks. That's a good question because you have Drew Holiday too. So like yeah. if they're if in a perfect world their lineup should be Lonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, Ingram, Zion, and Derek Favors. Favors. Yeah. That team That's a playoff on, team. That on paper, that team's a playoff team. With the backups that they have. They have I feel they have the cap to resign all these players. Yeah. The question is, do they do it? Yeah. Do they try to go forward with this core they have now, or do they try to do something different? And the thing is, I I don't know. I Lonzo, I, he's not a max player. He maybe gets like a Jalen Brown extension, yeah. but I don't even think he deserves that. Just because he played so poorly at the beginning of the year, and he hasn't really shown much. But he still has another year to make that jump. So we'll it's we're still you know don't have to decide yet. Well, yeah, they obviously they have what uh, when's the contract extension in for the fourth year uh, like. Yeah, well, it's like just just after the trade the uh, trade deadline, so it's like in March or something like that. No, no, I thought um, so. When you get to the fourth option, uh, or when you get to a player in the four year, they have to do it before like the season starts or something like that, right? I thought it was in middle remember because like the past summer, all those players got recently. Oh yeah, you're Jamal right. Marks. You're right. You're right. So like, I guess we'll find out when we get to that point in like I think July or August. Yeah. If he's going to be worth it, so I, right now I I don't have a definite answer if they should extend Lonzo. He has played very well of late. Yeah, I mean if he continues the way he's been playing all throughout the rest of the year, I would probably give him like a Jalen Brown contract. Yeah. Uh, but another player to consider if we're going to go over uh, to this routine, does Jason Tatum consider a max contract? I think he got the max that he could get. I believe. No, Jason Tatum doesn't got maxed out yet. Oh, Jay, I'm sorry, Jason, Jalen Brown. He didn't get maxed. No, Jalen Jason Brown Tatum would. Jalen Brown's contract's looking like a steal now, though. But, yeah, the way he's been playing this year. But uh, Jason Tatum should get maxed. Yeah, I think, I think you do give Jason Tatum the max. I think we'll get to that point with with all these players uh, from that 2017 draft. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I think uh, it'd be interesting to see. We're gonna have a lot of players on max deals. Come yeah, on. it's going to be interesting. Honestly, if you look at like the top ten picks of you know top maybe five picks of the last couple drafts, Don Mitchell's going to be up for that too. I think yeah, he gets a max. Deal. That draft was actually pretty good. Oh, that that draft was insane. Yeah, that's a it's a really solid. They're going to see a lot of money coming for those draft picks here coming up. Yeah, it's going to change a lot of how the the league dynamic um, works. Um, last, there's just a couple small things we wanted to talk about that aren't really all that prominent. One thing. We didn't even really plan, but I saw Lamelo Lamelo Ball potential number one pick got shut down um, with an ankle injury. He's not going to play anymore in Australia, so mm-hmm. teams are going to have to decide based on what they saw already. And it's a small sample size; it was like 12, twelve games. games. Yeah, and then whatever happens in combine. I think the one thing you worry about is 
it, I think an injury for him, especially of the ankle variety, was probably one of the worst things that could happen because his brother has already given him a stigma. Mm-hmm. You know, you worry about, okay, can this kid stay healthy? Because Lonzo Ball would not have been drafted number two knowing the kind of injury struggles he would face. Well, yeah, and then just his jump shot just didn't really translate well to the yeah. NBA. I, I mean, they're just long and tweeny-like type players. Mm-hmm. What is Lonzo Ball? He's like 6'7", right? Yeah, he's Or, or LaMelo, I mean. Yeah, he's like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, he's just a little bit taller than, than Lonzo, I think. Yeah. So this draft, from what I've been hearing, I haven't really done much research because uh, I don't really watch college basketball that much until, like, the tournament and we get into, like, uh, I mean – until we figure out who the NBA prospects really are. And then, yeah. like, Wiseman hasn't, hasn't played at all either, so. Yeah, well, uh, that's when writers will start making their mock drafts and mm-hmm. stuff when we get to February, March. And that's when I'll start, like, more researching these college players. But it, it's seeming like what I've what I've heard and read is uh, this draft class is going to suck. Yeah, it does. It certainly doesn't seem like there's that, like, number one like, yeah. flock kind of guy, but. Yet to be, yet to be figured out. And it's been a while since we haven't really had like you know the conscientious like top five picks yeah. you know that are gonna go. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I mean last year was kind of like that. I mean we knew who the first two picks were gonna be, but yeah. uh, this year is looking kind of like a wash for. I mean this oh God next year the draft's gonna be out and the free agent free agency class is gonna be bad. It's gonna be it's gonna be Slower hard to get some, off season. Yeah, it's we might be, have to start doing like. <laughs> some European league basketball podcast. Yeah, I got everything right. to talk about in the off season. Yeah. So, um, we wanted to talk about that trade. Oh yeah. So the trade that just recently happened, uh, with, I think that was what, two days ago. Yeah. Or yeah, two days, two days ago. ago or yesterday. Yeah. So it's today's January 19th. I believe it was two days ago, but it was, uh, a weird trade. It was more of a cap relief for the Blazers. They traded, um, some players, but the main the main players it was basically Blaze um, Baysmore for Trevor Ariza. Yeah, to and the then Kings. like Caleb Swanigan and some other guy came back over. Yeah, to the Portland. and like uh, the Blazers gave up two second round picks. Yeah, pretty much what it did is it cut the luxury tax penalty for the Blazers in half. Yeah, which I I mean it's looking like they're probably not going to really make a really any kind of dent in this year's playoffs just the way no. the health is and stuff i mean they might get nurkic back and they might they might make a push i mean they're going to get collins too around the same time yeah so they might make a push but and i think a is a i mean he's a solid player i don't know if he's that he's really an upgrade from baysmore but no i at this point ariza's 35 he's just he's not really the last time reza was good was maybe two three years ago when he played with the rockets mm-hmm. uh I I obviously I think Bazemore is a better player. He's better perimeter defender at this at their point in age. I mean, if you if you gave me Reza three years ago, I would take him. But yeah. not, at this point, I take Bazemore. It's really a salary dump. Yeah, and Bazemore wasn't making an impact, so Bazemore is probably going to go play uh, backup. I see the the thing is, I don't know what the Kings are going to do now. They just trade for another wing, and then the, I don't know what they're going to do with Bogdanovich. I don't know if he still comes off the bench. Or... I think the Kings are just. I mean, if the Kings are trying to compete. Then, yeah, they uh, they got better. Yeah, they got yeah. And they got picks. Mm-hmm. They didn't give up anything really. No, uh, I think Trevor Trevor Reza probably slots into that small forward spot like where Baysmore was playing. Yeah. So it's really not that big of a trade, but though you know it's it's a start. We start to see more trades come this time of year. Um, kind of see who's going to be a buyer, who's going to be a seller, and we you know kind of reaffirms our I when we talked in the offseason how much we dislike what Portland did. It's kind of coming to fruition here. Like these young guys haven't really taken that step. We said like, oh, Zach Collins and Anthony Simons have to be like key role players. And so far, Zach Collins is hurt. 
and Simons hasn't really taken that big jump that he was projected to take. I think, I think uh, the biggest name, and it's funny, we're, you wouldn't think about this a couple of years ago, but I think the biggest name that's going to be up in this trade deadline is going to be Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose yeah. is on a five million five million dollar contract, I believe, for two years. And Derrick Rose could put a lot of contenders over the top. Oh, yeah. Like if the Lakers. If the Lakers, Clippers. Uh, 76ers. 76ers. Yeah. Like, he could help a lot of teams. He's not a... Even he, the Heat. Oh, uh, I know. So, that's going to be a big name to watch. And I'm, I'm, I kind of want to do some more... I, I mean, I, we keep saying this. Oh, we're going to do more trade stuff. But, like, it, once we get really, really close to the trade down the line, that's when we're going to, like, really hyper-focus on to uh, what makes sense for teams to trade... Well, the thing that could happen is that, like, in the next, you know, 20 some odd or 15 days or whatever, you know, if a team goes on a seven game win streak, they could switch from a, a seller to a buyer, especially from like the Grizzlies. Like, we don't even know, like, Jay Crowder is a potential trade candidate. But if the Grizzlies are in the eighth seed, they might not trade him. No, exactly. And, like, but the Pistons, with Blake being out and uh, Drummond trade talks ramping up, I think they have to just. S- the, I mean, they they just have to fire sale and and it rebuild. sounds like it's getting harder for. The, I mean, they're asking a lot for Drummond. The Hawks have already well said they've backed out. Same with the Knicks. So chances are he still be traded somewhere. Teams do that. You know, this is just the the discourse. You, you kind of go back and forth and yeah. So apparently, I think w- what happened with the Hawks is they they were agreed on the first round pick, but I think the protections were. They were off on the protections. And obviously, if you're the Hawks, you're going to be a top five pick this year, I think. I believe. Yeah. And if if the Pistons are wanting an unprotected pick, I mean, I don't. as a but, Hawks, you don't do that. No, you don't. Especially not with Drummond being a free agent. Yeah, obviously. So, Derrick Rose is going to be a big one. Um, I, I think Marcus they, Morris, another player I could see moved. Yeah. He's playing really well. With the Pistons playing Dumbuye, and then they're just kind of like, you know what, just play all the young guys, yeah. which I don't blame them. They mean they've been mediocre for the past ten years, yeah. just being like picking in a lot, like the fourteenth or fifth fifth pick, fifteenth pick in the draft. I think they really need to just tank, which I I hate, but they, I mean they they just don't have anything. Like Blake Griffin could be an off season candidate to be moved to. Yeah, so. Uh, Derrick Rose, they could probably get a pretty decent haul for Derrick Rose. Just the way he's been playing and the way he could just slot anywhere. I mean, he could play six-man or he could be a starting point guard for the Lakers. I mean, Derrick Rose as a starting point guard for the Lakers would be insane. So, yeah. Who knows? Um, as we get closer, and, we're, and we are getting closer, we'll kind of start to narrow down our discussion on this a little bit. But it's a really exciting time of the, of the year for, you know, especially if your team's a contender. So we'll try to kind of narrow down, see what the Heat are going to do, what are the Lakers or Clippers going to do, 76ers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he makes the most sense on the on the Sixers, um, just from a team need. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, the Clippers and Lakers are doing fine, but it seems like the Sixers really need – Or the Heat. Yeah. I certainly could see him on the Heat. I think – I mean, I think – yeah, I, I could see Like it. if you did something where you trade out Goran Dragic's contract, I yeah. mean, it's definitely an upgrade. Yeah. But uh, we'll – We'll be. I mean, those trade rumors are going to be ramping up here soon. Um, our next podcast next week probably. I don't think. I mean, we'll probably get one or two trades to talk about. But I don't. Uh, I think it'll be around February podcast that we'll start talking about more and more trades happening. Hopefully, it's a it's 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 a fun trade deadline because I think past years it hasn't been as exciting. It seems like so. But yeah, that should uh that should do it for. Anything? You have any closing statements? Uh, just if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, congratulations on making it to the Super Bowl. That's a live 
that's a live load management podcast update. Yeah. We're pretty much a sports center over here. So what was the Sandy score? Yeah, they won by 10, 35, 24, something like that. Wow. 11. So, um, yeah, congrats, uh, the chiefs. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll do it for us uh, this week, guys. And I'll hope to see you next week. Um, Oh, we'll see you later. See ya. We've been walking through the forest with blood on our hands. We got lost in such a foreign land where we could be free. We could be free. I'm a peg, I'm a pilgrim, I'm a sinner, I'm a saint. I'm one of God's children that's descending from the state. We've been deceived.